Welcome to the When God Calls podcast. I am your host, Michael McCaskill, public servant, lay servant, and cancer survivor. Each episode, you will hear motivational stories from people whose lives have been changed by serving others. Along the way, you'll get tips and strategies that you can use to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for listening. Now let the journey continue. Gary, you want to open us with prayer? Father in heaven, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love for us. Lord, for bringing us together. Thank you for all the requests that you've answered, the way you've been present in our in our community, in our thoughts, in our prayers. So many people have been touched. So many people that are ill. Lord, be with us in a special way as we remember the saints of the gone before, Lord. Uh, bless us with, with divine presence, with the guidance that is has been here through the years and shall see us through further, Lord. Be with us in this lesson with everything that happens today, Lord. May we seek and do your will throughout this week. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So last week we we had a discussion about uh, how things happen in the world and, and we just kind of had an offline discussion. So uh, um, this week, we're going to go back to our previous lesson, which we were supposed to talk about last week, which is chapter five of Ephesians. And I went ahead and did the entire chapter. It's a short chapter, and the, the topics in it are uh, pretty succinct. So I just did one full lesson off of the whole chapter. So I'll read it now, and then we'll go into the, to the lesson. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifices to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness nor foolish talk nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, 
giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and his and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. The mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So we did all of chapter 5 for our lesson today. We didn't, we didn't have a recorded lesson last week. Um, but chapter 5 is certainly about marriage and about uh, God and Christ and how our marriages should, should resemble Christ's love for the church. But it starts off that says we should be imitators of God. That chapter started off saying imitate God. And what God does is he walks, you know, he walks in love. God is love. And we should walk as children of light and walk in wisdom. So walking in love, we're, we're God's children. We're God's beloved children. He loves us more than anything. And he sent Christ, his son, because of that. So our we, as his children, were purchased at a great price, which is Christ's death on the cross and resurrection. But we also walk as children of the light. We, 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 we're walking, we're set apart. We're saints. We're set apart from, from the darkness. Uh, you can think of that as back in Genesis when it talks about God creating the heavens and the earth. He separated darkness from light. Same with us. We are walking in Christ. We are in the light. We are separated from the darkness of the world uh, because we are set apart. We are to also walk in wisdom. Um, walk with purpose. That wisdom comes from understanding God's will in our lives, and we don't get that unless we truly pray and, and meditate on His Word and get a closer relationship hearing what he's telling us. And that's hard to do in, in today's world <laughs> with all of the stuff that's hitting us from left, right, and center. But we, we are to find his purpose. And he'll, he'll reveal that to us, but we have to ask for it. We have, to, we have to want it. We have to have that relationship with him to get it. But we also are, we were told to use our time wisely. Life is short. If you say, I wait till tomorrow to get closer to Christ, tomorrow may not be here. But the days are also taught uh, to be evil. Today, in the world we live in, we have freedom in this country. 
but we also have persecutions in this country. And life as we know it changes all along. Things get easier to do. Some things get harder to do. Um, in the society we live in today, it's almost like anybody who's trying to tell somebody else what to do is a problem. I mean, we live in that kind of a world today. So life is short. Your time is short. Your time to win people to Christ is short. We're set here to, to we are here to emulate Christ's love in our lives to the rest of the world. And if we wait to do that, we may not get the opportunity. And if we wait too long, we may still be on this earth, but not be allowed to do that anymore. And so that's what Paul was talking about in his day was the Romans were persecuting the Christians and, and imprisoning them for, for the things that they were doing. So his point was, life's short. You only have a limited amount of time where you can do these things. Do them. Don't wait. Um, God has a plan for each of us. And, his, and that plan is His will in our lives that we have to reach out to Him. He's, he's going to tell us as we have a better relationship with Him. He'll, let, he'll reveal to you what those plans are. Um, but once we figure that out, once He tells us and once we know what that will is or we feel like we know what that will is, it's still a choice. We have a mind. He gave us a mind. If He had wanted us to be, we talked about this last week a little bit, if He'd wanted us to be followers of Him without any choice, He would have made us that way. But He didn't. He gave us a choice to follow Him and do His will in our lives. But to figure all that out and to use that choice, we have to get in the Bible, we have to pray, we have to meditate, and we have to worship both individually and corporately. That worship together encourages us to help each other out, to do the things that we need to do. So that corporate worship is what we do in church. That corporate worship is what we do um, when we have our, our inspirations and our meals after church. Our worship is what we do at choir practice on Wednesday nights. So we have, to, we have to participate in that so that we can encourage each other to go meditate, to go pray, to go get closer to God so His will will be in our lives. And we don't remember this from a couple of weeks ago. If we're not looking for that and doing the things that God has asked us to do and His will in our lives, we're stealing from somebody else because somebody else has to take up that slack. We're here to be worked together. We need each other, the corporate we to, to evangelize and to bring God to the rest of the world and plant those seeds so that God can intervene. Um, so again, the closer we, we become to God, the clearer His will in our lives become. And then Paul ends this chapter with husbands and wives. And when I, when I think about this, I almost think about this in reverse. Husbands are supposed to love their wives as they love themselves, and wives are supposed to submit to their husbands. That's the, that's the premise of the, of the chapter. But that only matters <laughs> if the husband is doing what he's supposed to do. That doesn't mean that if the husband's not in Christ, that the wife is supposed to submit to his non-Christian ways. 
And this is the way I see this. I would have. It was almost like it had been easier for me if Paul had written to the husbands first and said, "You're responsible for your wife. You're responsible for her, in her, uh, for her, for her bringing her to Christ so that she can have salvation. You're responsible for ensuring she has those opportunities and that she's taken care of. And thus, wives, since that is their responsibility and that's what they're doing." You should submit to your husbands because through them you have you know have access that way. But he didn't. He talked to the wives first, and that's probably the day, the, the times where um, the men were just assumed to be doing what they were supposed to do because they were uh, men were in charge of everything, um, which makes sense if the man's doing what he's supposed to. So. To me, what I'm getting out of this particular end of chapter 5 is this. Guys, we have a huge responsibility to our spouses and to our families. And this all starts at the house. Our salvation starts at the house. (laughs) It starts at home with our families. Um, We have to ensure that we provide the means, the atmosphere, the environment for them to come to God. We are supposed to be the imitators of God and therefore love our wives and our families as much as Christ loved the church. Be willing to give ourselves up for our wives and our families. But wives, if we do that, that means that you are to submit to that encouragement. You are to live as Christ wants you to live and, and to let your husband's providing that environment. You should Uh, take hold of that environment, get closer to God, know what His will is in your life, and then perform those acts. Make that choice to follow Christ and to follow Jesus uh, and to follow God. That is how, that is an example of how the church submits to Christ as our Savior. Wives submitting to husbands is the same as a church submitting to Christ. So we, as in corporate, we as people, as Christians, Christ has provided us the environment for our salvation through His death. And it's our responsibility as Christians. We've made that choice. We might, that mind is, our mind is we made the choice to be Christians and follow Christ. He's provided the environment. And now we are to submit to Him. And that is one of the toughest things for me to do because submitting to Christ means I have to give up some comforts. And, and comfort, and I don't mean bodily and physical comforts, but mind and thought comforts, where I have to get into things I probably don't even understand yet and trust that what I'm getting to with my relationship with Christ is the way I'm supposed to be going. And that's hard to do. <laughs> that's hard for me to, to, to do. So chapter 5 to me is an example of, it's, the wives and the husbands is, is very important, but it's just an example of how we're all supposed to submit to Christ because He provided the environment we need for salvation. That's all that, that is. And it would have been nice if they had turned that around and talked to the husbands first and said, beat us over the head and said, you have this responsibility, otherwise your wives are not going to have a way to do that. But He didn't. Um, so being imitators of God, in my mind, starts at home. For all of us. 
for the husbands. We are to create that environment for wives. You are to submit to that environment. But we are all to submit to Christ. And that's where it starts. Any thoughts? So how do we do that? How do we know as wives or how do we know as husbands that we're, we're doing that? How do we know as husbands we're providing that environment? I guess the first thing is getting in the Word and making sure that we're following Christ's example and having a better understanding of His will in our lives, which is to have salvation and to provide the light to the world that He can use us to provide that light. So maybe that's one thing. Are there others? Maybe trying to improve from where, like, you know, trying to be the best person you could possibly be in life and trying to help other people around you, trying to follow God's Word and all that. Yeah. Absolutely. Any other thoughts? Honesty and responsibility. Two main things a man has to have. Very well said. Okay. Anything to add? Anybody? I was just thinking, you know, that uh, looking at the news the other day, which I shouldn't be doing, just kind of scanning it. And who's the uh, Duck Dynasty? And I think one of their, one of the main guys' daughter. I don't know what her name. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Robertson. She, Robert. Yeah. yeah. Is it Robertson? Yeah, she's been. I think going and talking and and, ha- and it was the headlines. You know about women are supposed to wives are supposed to be submissive to their husbands and all that. Of course, you know you can just imagine the flack from those outside the church. You know, just you know. But I, I just saw that the headlines with just the misinterpretation that she's getting. You know the. And maybe that's some of the, the, the things that, I mean, that's, that's a good example of the secular submission as opposed to the spiritual submission. There's, there's a huge difference, and that's, Paul is not talking about submitting to your husbands in an earthly manner. <laughs> He's talking about husbands, you're supposed to be the rock in the family that, that pushes your family to Christ. And, and wives and children are supposed to submit to that. That's that's the important thing. It goes back way back to a couple of lessons we had before where we talked about prayer and praying for people to get better or praying for people to get well. But we tend to not pray for their spiritual growth in, their, in, in making sure they're right in the Spirit, which is what's important. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what's important is we are living here to learn to... to we are living here for Christ to use, to win people to Him, for our goal to have salvation and life with Him forever. That's it. It's as simple as that. And yet, we put all this secular or um, worldly things on top of this, and, and that's a good point of world thinks submission means something totally different than what it actually means in the Bible. You know, even in weddings... You go through the verses where it says, wives, submit to your husbands, husbands, you know, be the head of your household thing. And then everybody in the, in the, in the audience snickered and said, there's no way she's going to do that. <laughs> because it's, again, a, mis, a misrepresentation of what the meaning of that chapter in that verse is. And 
The responsibility on husbands is huge, and they take that. Many of us take that lightly, and that's, that's unfortunate. Yes, it is. Okay. Any others? All right, sir. Gary, would you close us with prayer, please, sir? Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness to meet with us. Lord, to reveal your word to us, the lessons that life's brought. Again, Lord, be with us in this service to follow, Lord. Thank you for the, the Christian heritage, Lord, the forebears that have gone uh, before us, Lord. Thank you for their witness through, through, uh, through the years. Uh, be with us in everything that's said and done, Lord, that we seek to know and do your will. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.